0: Posting in indie hackers it's good, but it, it's only gonna get you so much traffic and there's a lot of people who are just sort of grazing there, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Have you converted
1: to- some of this traffic to paid or are you pre-revenue currently? I'm pre-revenue currently. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting, like Hello, everyone. My guest today is Harris Kenny. He's the founder of Intro CRM, a simple CRM for self-employed and early-stage founders. He's helped grow dozens of hardware, software, and service companies for over a decade and also hosts the Pipeline, Meeting, and Hello Blink show podcasts. Harris, you ready to take us to the top?
0: Let's go. All right. So, very cool. First off, how's how's the podcast business going? You host two shows? I do, yeah. I host them both on Transistor. I actually was using another host and I really like transistor a lot for distribution and yeah, in general podcasting is going great. I like is it. Medium. Is it making
1: money for you? Do you mean do you sell sponsors or it's more like growth yeah. just distribution?
0: Yeah. So one of the shows is actually, it's honestly doing extremely well considering our number of downloads. <laughs> uh, it's, it doesn't have a huge audience, but it's very niche. And so we found sponsors who are willing to pay for that. It's actually Wait, kind of surprising. You,
1: don't tell me the sponsor name, but I mean, can you tell me what you mean? Like how many, how many downloads in an episode typically?
0: Um, Oh, I mean, we're in the hundreds yep. for the show, which yep. like you would think you would say there's no way you'd find a sponsor f- for that type of audience. But um, it's very niche. And so, yeah, we've found sponsors who love sponsoring it. Like they don't really they don't mind at all the cost per impression. They actually like it.
1: Yeah. You're doing the CPM going and feeling like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're paying the CPM. It's crazy, but they love it because it's niche. Exactly. Exactly. So, what's the, and I, I mean, can pay. I ask you what the yeah. largest sponsor contract is that you've signed for the show?
0: Uh, sure. So we signed, so we do quarterly. So we had like an $800, uh, for a quarter sponsorship, which again is like small money. But for me,
1: I do momentum.
0: It's momentum. My main business is consulting. So it's like, Hey, if I've got this relatively more passive income stream, I'm really happy about that. And we'll just see how it goes.
1: Yeah, that's great. Now, what's your frequency? Is it once a week or what? Once every two weeks once every two
0: weeks, interesting.
1: Okay, so you have the podcast, sort of a side project, you have a consulting business, you also have intro CRM. Before we go into intro CRM, how big is the consulting business?
0: Uh, It's just me, it's solo, but it's a very healthy six-figure business that it's exactly where I want it to be. Like, I don't want to hire anybody. I want, my wife and I, we just had a four month, we just had a baby, she's four months, and I want to be around for her. So it's like the perfect size business for being around and we can travel and we're good. Um, But I don't want to scale a service company, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, so
1: did the Uh, idea for intro CRM come from your service customers, like idea from the agency?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And basically like people, these sales tools like HubSpot, they're just, there's too much. It's too complicated. There's too many fields. And the main emotion that my clients feel is like embarrassment. And guilt that they're not keeping up with these tools, and I think it's because these tools are asking too much of them. They're built for five, 10, five, ten, hundred, thousand-person sales teams, and you don't need to keep track of that inf- much information if if you're a business with two hundred thousand dollars in revenue.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, when did you write the first line of code for
0: Intro CRM? So that's the interesting part is that it's uh, built in Bubble, so it's actually no code. Oh, wow. I'm actually not a developer. <laughs>
1: that's amazing.
0: So in June of 2020. 2020. Okay. And how did you get your first couple customers? So, right now, because it is really built off my consulting practice, I've got clients who are using it and then other folks who have found me through like Indie Hackers and MicroConf and things like that. Mm, okay. And can you quantify any of those, Indie
1: Hackers, MicroConf?
0: um let's see well indie hackers is definitely a major um driver of traffic for the site what i'm hoping is that these integrations with Basecamp, trello and asana i'm going to be getting published in their directories over the next month or so and i'm hoping that that's going to be really what starts lifting up traffic because yeah posting in indie hackers it's good but it's only going to get you so much traffic and there's a lot of people who are just sort of grazing there Mm -hmm. not necessarily have you converted some of this traffic to paid or use pre-revenue currently I'm pre-revenue currently. I've offered like extended free trials, but I just finished the Stripe integration. So hopefully by the end of uh, March, I'll have people paying. (laughs) How many are on free trials? Um, I had 44 people go through an alpha testing and I've had probably another 10 sign up since I went to beta like two weeks ago. And what's your guess? I mean, what are you going to launch in terms of pricing? Is it 10 bucks a month, a thousand a month? How do you decide that? Good question. I have two tiers right now. I've got like a $25 a month Which is probably high, (laughs) but I'd rather have fewer customers right now. And then I've got like a sales coaching versus like a productized version of the low end of my consulting practice, where it's like check in accountability, and it starts at two hundred and fifty and goes up. So I suspect that my MRR is actually really good because two hundred and fifty a month, two hundred fifty a month, yeah, and up. So I think I'm probably going to have, yeah, I think my MRR is going to be really good relative to my number of users because I've got Mm -hmm. a few clients who I think are going to roll over to that. Interesting
1: and. and how do you make sure you're not cannibalizing your agency revenue? Yeah.
0: So I've basically, it's, it's sandboxed. And these are clients who two years ago I would have said yes to, but now I would say, Hey, sorry, I'm too busy for that project. Uh, So they're clients who I would basically have said no to. And I've created like a productized version where it's a lot less work for me. And because they're using the CRM, it's a lot less work for me to know what's going on with their business. Like I don't have to get a an account. You an can email just log address. In and view it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. And what, so, so explain, I mean, it sounds like the catalyst here really is this consulting business, right? So explain to yeah. us more, what is the consulting business? When did you start it and what are you selling?
0: Yeah. So started about two years ago and I work with technical founders who have been able to get a sense of product market fit on their own because they're often solving their own problem. They can get Two hundred and fifty dollars to $500,000 in annual revenue. But then they sort of are like, okay, but now where do I get my next customers? How do I get to a million dollars? That's the sweet spot. I've done other projects with venture-backed companies and things like that. But this is really, I think, the place where I can help out the most. We do some basic sales process work. I help them with discovery, help them with growing their existing accounts. We play around with SEO a little bit and email marketing and sort of just give them a foundation because they could get to a certain point on their own. But then they sort of need to figure out how to build a uh, something that can scale better. Mm. And have you bootstrapped the business so far or Yeah, yeah. totally yeah. bootstrapped.
1: Yeah. Would you, I mean, I'm hearing agency, no code, indie hackers, you don't seem like you have VC in your blood. Would you ever go raise capital?
0: I would definitely think about like NDVC, Earnest Capital or Tiny Seed, folks like that. Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, honestly, I'm working, I've am working. i been working like seven days a week since last February. I'm like pretty tired with the baby and everything. So yeah, if, if I could get traction with the business where someone would be willing to put in so I could go full time, I would be open to that for sure. Yeah,
1: interesting. What do you like about um, Tiny, Earnest
0: or any I just feel like they're really uh, founder aligned and like, I don't think this is the thing I'm working on is a unicorn. Um, I just don't, I don't think it's going to be able to... Uh, maybe, but I don't think it's likely. And I think they seem like they would be okay with sort of doubles and triples and not looking for a grand slam every time. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. So five years, uh, you come back on the show and you say, Hey, here's what the business looks like today. What are you saying where you're going? You know, this feels great. And it was
0: worth it. Um, well, I think that this idea of like an introductory product to help people get to, let's just say a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue for their business I anticipate that there's opportunity to help people find those next set of tools, not build them, but connect people to what's next. And that, I think, is what could really drive the business, because I think people spend a lot of time trying to, like, dig through tools. And if you could get money first and not sort of be guessing what you need, I think that could really, I think, turn this into a business that could actually have employees and, you know, be a decent SaaS company. Just you currently? Yeah, just me. I've got some contractors who are helping with like Bubble and copywriting and stuff like that? Okay,
1: okay I am. I am going. No joke, I'm going to this right now. We are trying to build a Bubble version of GitLaka so we can change stuff easier without relying on developers. And we, we're yeah. using this outsourced firm called AirDev to do it.
0: Yeah. What
1: Bubble consulting people are you working with, and what's your experience been like?
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with AirDev and their templates, and I've seen them active on the forums. I don't know them, but they seem like they know what they're talking about. Um, I'm going to regret telling you this because she, she's so good. But if she gets booked because of your podcast, I will <laughs> I forever, apologize. forever yeah. hate Nathan <laughs> Um her name is Lola Ojabawale. Her firm is called LunchPail Labs. They're in Atlanta. I've been mm-hmm. working with Lola for a couple months, and uh, she's f- phenomenal. She's really, really good, and she's been – there's just things that are complicated enough that I don't want to spend time trying to figure out. I've been able to get it to a point, and then I hit walls, and then it was like, now I need help. And you just basically – when you hit a wall, you get Lola, jump in. Yeah, exactly, and and then she does it in like a second, and so I've been passing more and more to her because I'm like I'm really not that good at this.
1: (laughs) That's hysterical. And do you
0: just pay her a retainer, or is it hourly, or what?
1: We do project based, yeah. Project
0: based. So basically, uh, sort of as we and you know, she uh, I'm using her Notion. So I've been learning Notion through our work together, and it's like, hey, here's what's next. And usually, what happens is I'll put together a wish list of like five things. We'll do the first two, and then. I've learned more over the last month and we'll scrap the next three and I'll put to, put another five up front. So it's nice to not be like locked in.
1: That's smart. That's really smart. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean, th- this is, I-, I think this is sort of the future too, is like, you know, y- you know, guys like us that don't know how to code and gals, we want to be able to control things without adding to our full-time developers sprint pipeline who are working on like brand new big features and like this no code movement is great. Now, why did you choose Bubble? Because there's a lot of these sort of no code drag and drop sort of things. Why not like Webflow? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I dug around and it just seemed like the right fit. Uh, The forms are really active and I just started poking around and I don't know, it just for whatever reason it connected, uh, it made sense to me. And yeah, yeah, I think I probably could have done it with other tools for sure, but it seemed to make sense and be robust. I also liked that they were bootstrapped for a number of years, so I felt like it was really validated by other people who were building stuff. And then they raised a bunch of money later, but I don't know, it felt more battle-tested. Yeah, I love that.
1: Okay, let's wrap up Harris with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book?
0: Don't really like business books, but I do like (laughs) Rework uh, by uh, Jason Fried. Number number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, Yeah, I mean, I would say the Basecamp guys. I've got, I mean, integrating my project with them, so I would say definitely Jason Fried. Mm -hmm. Number
1: three, what's your favorite online tool for building intro CRM besides Bubble? Yeah,
0: Um, Ahrefs. It's been teaching me a ton about SEO number four how many hours of sleep to get every night with a newborn <laughs> uh let's see i strive for eight uh typically lately it's been like up to three in a row then a wake up then three then a wake up <laughs> interesting okay and situation obviously it sounds like married how many kids
1: uh just one okay married one kid how old are you i'm uh, 32 32 last question what's something you wish you knew when you were 20
0: Um, that people who I was working for did not care (laughs) about me very much and that I wish I hadn't been so married to those earlier jobs earlier in my career. Guys, intro
1: CRM, pre-revenue, but 44 people going through the trial. He's launching this out of his consulting business, which does over $100,000 a year. As a sole founder, he has sole freedom, can do whatever the heck he wants. Great lifestyle here. We'll see what happens as he builds intro CRM in a no-code fashion, all built on bubbles. So no full-time developers. Turning on the paywall here shortly, we'll see what happens to revenue as he looks to scale. Harris, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks.